0: Little did you know, you are strong, smart, insightful, beautiful, hilarious, loyal, and loved. The podcast you need to navigate your 20s. Little did you know, with Shelby Eastwood. Happy Monday, friends. How are we the second week of September already? it's that's insane i feel like i just say this every time we start a new episode be like oh my gosh how is it another week that's passed but like that's just the way of the world (laughs) um yeah it's been a pretty busy last couple weeks for me just moved into the new place um which i think is going to be the basis of our story today and started school new job new location um new grade new students so that's all been fun, but I thought today would be a kind of a good episode because this is the ninth episode, so we're nine episodes in now. And I've had a lot of guests. I've had a lot of uh, of my friends come on and share their expertise in regards to mental health and relationships and um, families and just stuff like that. And I thought it would be just a really good thing to maybe just kind of take a step back and tell you a little bit about me and a little bit about my story because uh, for 26 years old, I like to think that I've done pretty well for myself so far. Um, but that's not to say that there was not any hardships. And I know that there's lots of people who go through struggles, especially in their late teens and early 20s. And I just thought it would be kind of nice to share my story with others and hopefully that they can relate in some way or maybe realize, hey, like, yes, I went through all these hardships and yes, Or maybe like, yes, my life kind of sucks right now, but I can get through it, and I can be a bigger person on the other side from it. So, I thought maybe it would be good to share my story and um, some of some of the things that has happened to me as I grew up. Um, Some of it I can't get into too much detail, obviously, but I'll try to be as honest and transparent as I can about uh, what I can. (laughs) And I guess I can start back. So. I grew up in a single parent household for the most part. Uh, Me and my sister lived with my mom growing up in a really small town. And although like I've moved 23 times in my 26 years of life, a lot of those were just around the same town. So we moved moved to a lot of different houses in the same town. So needless to say, I'm a pro mover at this point in my life, (laughs) which is what made this recent move kind of easier, because I knew what was happening, I knew what was going on, I knew what I had to organize and what have you, because I've moved so many times in my life, but yeah, so me and my sister grew up at my mom's house, we um, got to spend every second weekend with our dad, who lived about two hours away, and like, for the most part, like, I think, like, to say we had a pretty good upbringing, Um, obviously, like, families have times where They're struggling, and there's more drama going on than usual. Um, And there's always issues with like um, custody issues, and like um, issues between parents when you live in a family where your parents are where the parents are divorced. But um, me and my sister like obviously grew up through it the best that we could. There was a lot of times because I'm the oldest that I was either put in the middle of it or I was I had to play the messenger. Um, between my parents or like kind of just like take my sister away from like if if, like they were fighting or something or or over the phone or whatever and like I'd have to go distract my sister and do something else just so like she wouldn't have to be near that as much Um, but I was pretty young when they got divorced I was five so now my sister was two so like it's really all I kind of knew growing up was was a divorced family and when people ask oh like blah, 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 or your parents are divorced, I'd be like, yeah, but that's really all I know, you know what I mean, like, all I know growing up is, is my parents live in two separate houses, and I have a stepmom, and I had a stepdad, and then I didn't have a stepdad, and then I had a new stepdad, and like, you know what I mean, so like, people were always revolving in, revolving, like a revolving door in and out of um, my family's life growing up, so you have to easily be adaptable to that, um, And then like once you hit your teenage years, obviously that gets a little bit more challenging. And I was really lucky, even though my parents are in the military, I got to stay at the same high school for my entire high school career, which my other sibling, my other sister was not as lucky for that, but I was really lucky that we were able to stay in the same town. So I got to finish my four years at the same high school with my friends, playing the sports that I knew and everything like that. So like, that was a good thing. If I had changed high schools, I think like, I don't even know what I, what would have happened. <laughs> but after high school, I ended up moving in with my dad and my stepmom and my brothers and in the Toronto area. And needless to say, for a small town girl growing up in literally a town of 15,000 people to going into the um toronto area oh my god it was a culture shock i remember getting on to the public transit for the first time in toronto and having to go to school and like feeling like i was gonna throw up on the bus because i was so nervous i had never been like on public transit before i didn't even know what public transit was because in my town like that's not a thing (laughs) um and I remember just being so nervous and like you get to the school and your class, the kids in your, there's more kids in your one psychology class than there is in your whole high school and you're just like, oh my God. And I remember the people that I met there, they would always ask like, it was, this was a very prominent question when I was in university. They were always like, oh, where are you from? And I was like, I'd say like the small town that I'm from and they'd be like, no, 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 like what's your background? And I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, Canadian? Like, my grandparents are from Canada. My one grandpa's from England. I think there's, like, there's some Icelandic in me on my dad's side, like, but my mom's side's pretty bang on Canadian. And then they were like, like, legit, like, your parents are from Canada? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And most of, like, most of my grandparents are too. So I was, like, my friend's first, like, quote-unquote Canadian friend that they had. And that was a really different experience for me because in my town growing up like we were we like everybody's parents were Canadian everyone's grandparents were Canadian you know what I mean so like going to somewhere so urban and like multicultural it was just a it was like a culture shock for me honestly and people say it's a culture shock coming to Canada in general it was a culture shock for me just going from a small town to a big city so um, but I met so many people in university um, I had a great time I worked at Costco throughout my four years of university i actually worked at like five different costcos in four or five years i can't remember um met a lot of people through there um i also transferred universities after my first year so i actually started at one university my first year and then i transferred to another to finish up and honestly if you're listening to this and you're thinking about transferring universities or you know somebody who's thinking about that my advice to you is never, ever, 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 ever transfer universities ever. Stick it out at whatever school you're at and just finish your degree there. Because when I switched universities, none of my courses from my first year counted at this new at the other school. And so even when I pulled up a syllabus of a course that the new university was offering, and I pulled up the syllabus from my other school for the exact same course, literally, they were word for word the same. The only difference was the university, the title of the university at the top of the page. And the guidance counselor at the new university was like, nope, like we this, they're the only school we don't accept credits from. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I had to play catch up my second year, taking first year, second year courses, and a couple third year courses. And I actually ended up finishing my degree in three years. So I have a Bachelor of Arts in Kinesiology, and I was able to finish it in three years because I course overloaded a lot. There was one point, I think you average like, what, four or five courses a semester? I had, there was one point, I think I had like seven or eight. It was insane because I realized um, that what I wanted to do after university, I could get in earlier. So I was like, okay, well, let's just like, fast track this undergrad degree and see if I can get into my next plan earlier. So let's back up for a second and talk about these plans. So I, as you guys all know now, I'm a teacher, but that was never my first goal ever. So my first goal of a career I wanted to do is that I wanted to be an athletic therapist for the NHL. Yes, that person who jumps on the ice when the player gets hurt and helps them off the ice and down the tunnel doing physio and whatever else. I wanted to do that. When have you ever watched an NHL game and you have seen a woman on the bench? Never, like ever, like women are starting to make appearances in other pro professional sports leagues, even behind the scenes and what have you. And I know that there's a lot of females behind the scenes, but I wanted to be on the bench and you have never seen an NHL game where a woman is standing on the bench with the team. So I realized, well, that needs like you need to know people really in that industry. And I had tried to get with the OHL team when I was in my undergrad. That was in the same town as my university. And they said, nope, you can't. Like, you can't even. Sh- I would like, can I shadow like your athletic therapist? Anything? Nope, they wouldn't accept you unless you had a university degree. And I'm like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose of me gaining experience prior to graduating, but okay. So then I decided I wanted to be a physiotherapist. And after thinking about that, that can be really competitive. And I didn't really want to work with like elderly people. Um, it was just like a preference kind of thing. So I scrapped that idea. Then I wanted to be a chiropractor. So in Canada, there is one major chiropractor school in all of Canada, and it's in, it's located in Toronto. And I did my research and what have you, and I was like, oh, hey, I can apply. So after my first year, um, after my, sorry, in my third year of university, I sent in my application, you have to like, um fill out an application then if you get accepted for that and they look at your grades you have to do an interview so i was 20 at the time of my first interview so i get there literally a nervous wreck get there do the interview um and then i get uh, an email a little while later a couple months later and i ended up getting rejected So when I got rejected from chiropractor school, I actually had no backup after graduation. I planned on graduating that year, going straight to chiropractor school at 20 years old, finishing that in four years and becoming a doctorate of chiropractors by the time I turned 24. Nope, that didn't happen. I ended up putting all my eggs in one basket and I failed. I didn't like I didn't get accepted And it wasn't my grades, my grades, even the guidance counselor at the chiropractor school said it wasn't my grades, it was my interview. I was young, I was very young, I was so nervous. I was like, not naive, but like I didn't have enough experience, you know what I mean? So I had a year off, I graduated and I had a year off and it sucked, it absolutely sucked. I ended up um, working between Costco, I ended up actually moving to another town and still living with my, with my dad and my stepmom, um, hated the town, uh, all the worst experiences, some of the worst experiences in my life happened while living in this town, so, um, uh, when I last left that town, I literally put my hand out the window, my middle finger up in the air was like, F you, blank, the town, and I drove away, and I've never been back since, (laughs) but, Uh, so I ended up moving to this town. I ended up working at the Costco there and I ended up working at the gym there as well. So I would do like 5am shifts at the gym till like 11, then have to go to Costco and work from 1230 to nine. So they were long days. Um, I ended up getting, um, dumped that year too, um, from an ex at the time after like a year and a half of dating and mostly long distance. So There was that. And then there was one point where, like, families always have, like, arguments, so to speak, right? And they always – there can be disagreements between, especially, like, as you get – as you're a kid and you get older between, excuse me, you and your parents. And so there was one time I had – there was a very big disagreement that went down. And sparing you guys the details, um, long story short, I ended up um, having to leave – my dad's house, um, I actually ended up getting kicked out. And I had my garbage bags, a couple garbage bags of clothes, a duffel bag and my 97 Civic. <laughs> and this was right before Christmas time in 2015. And so we were in the town that I knew nobody in. Like everybody I knew lived an hour and a half, two hours away. Um, so that was a pretty rough time in my life just trying to like figure out where I was gonna go, finding somewhere to live, like um, getting all the rest of my stuff back um, from my parents house, so to speak. And like that was that was an event that led to me not speaking with my father for the last going on six years now. Um, the relationship with my with my stepmom has, has been mended and which I'm very thankful for just because uh, my two brothers like live with with my stepmom and they' my siblings are the most important thing to me so being able to talk with them and see them yes I missed out like five years of their lives when all everything went down but me and her have recently reconciled and I'm really thankful for that and um, just getting to be in my brother's lives again and um, seeing them and visiting with them uh, it's a really good thing for me um my dad on the other hand him and i still don't speak um but that's mostly for like the reasons that happened back in 2015 and it still kind of like makes me sad and what have you but um i'm not the not to say i'm the type of person to hold grudges but i'm definitely the type of person that if something is to be mended you definitely need to own up to your actions as hard as they may be and like, I, like I've mentioned in previous episodes, whether that be che- you cheated and you own up to it and take responsibility for it, whether it be like you scammed somebody and you take responsibility for that, whether that be you kicked your kid out of your house and you take responsibility for that, um, so that's still something that's kind of ongoing and still affects my life in some ways and during that time before like all that shit went down um there was weird like we were dealing with a lot of like alcoholism problems and um, mental health problems that were going on in the house that weren't really being attended to so I definitely think that that played a role back then as well um and it was just kind of like a encompass of everything I guess so to speak So then I was. There was one or two nights I had to sleep in the back seat of my two door Civic, which was lovely, uh, and I managed to find somewhere to stay with a with a family friend for a couple months. So I stayed with them. Um, I've known them literally since I was like twelve. I babysat their kid when when I was younger. So it was kind of nice to like kind of reconcile with them. But I was going through a really low point in my life, like. I was no longer living at home. I wasn't allowed to go home. I wasn't allowed to talk to my brothers. Uh, I had recently been dumped. Like there was like, I had literally had nobody. Um, so like I was, I was in pretty rough shape. I had lost like 25 pounds in two weeks, like spandex shorts that I would wear to the gym or go to play volleyball. And like, they were too big for me at that point in time. I wouldn't eat anything, um, literally nothing. Half of a grilled cheese sandwich, maybe, Um So it was it was not good. And when I'm when I get into like anxious and those depressive states like that, um, I don't eat at all. I don't know how people eat when they're anxious, but that's not me. And thinking back now and looking back now and after like especially discussing with my therapist and stuff, I definitely think that's the point in my life where um, my anxiety and depression started probably beforehand, because um, as I've come to learn, like I was a very not that I was an angry child, but like I was angry at like the world when I was younger. And I actually, I found out like I kind of forgot about this, but like I kind of remember Um, I was recently reminded that like I used to go see a child therapist when I was younger because I was just so angry at everybody. And so I think like, yes, it stems from like your childhood issues, but I I think I was old enough to recognize it during these events. And so from there, I realized and that year off, I realized, okay, I was going to apply, reapply again to chiropractor school, but this time I needed a backup plan. I couldn't just have another year off. It was awful. It sucked so i applied again and i applied to um, education programs as a backup because i was like if i don't become a chiropractor well what am i going to do after that so i applied to three universities for bachelors of education i ended up getting accepted into all of those early which was great and i ended up getting waitlisted at chiropractor school only until the last week of august um, where this would have been 2016 the last week of august where i get an email telling me that i was ended up getting rejected so I was like, well, this is not in the cards, not for me, that's okay, and I was going to go to school to be a teacher, and so th- that would be my plan D, and that's where I got from, and I realized that, like, even though it's not my plan A, I still get to do and apply all of my passions in teaching. I get to... Um, teach athletics and sports to kids. I get to coach sports. I get to run intramurals. I get to make relationships with these kids and and my colleagues that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to do with other um, careers. You know what I mean? So, and I, some of the relationships with my students are honestly some that I think will last like my whole life and their whole lives, hopefully too. So it's definitely, it might not have been plan A, but it's definitely I'm happy the way things that turned out and I'm happy that like I'm still apply- able to apply the things I do love um and I've learned some new passions over the years too like my passion for mental health is, has increased tremendously just from my experience and my struggles with it as well as like what I've noticed within my students and within my families as well so then from there so we're what we're 2016 now um Oh, I guess we can back up a little bit. There was one thing, one point I forgot. In 2013, so this would have been before I got kicked out, um, I actually, there was actually a, a very sudden death in my family. Well, not sudden, I guess, but like a really tragic death. And um, my mom was expecting another baby. So I'm the oldest of seven. So my baby brother, she... I was in second year university at the time, and he actually passed away at 15 days old just after Thanksgiving. So he was, Lachlan was born on August 1st, 2013, and he passed away on August 15th, 2013. And that was really hard for my family. It was really hard for for my mom and my stepdad at the time, Uh, my sisters who were on the other side of the country with my mom and my my stepdad. I actually took a leave, not a leave, but I took like a week off from university. I actually had to postpone an exam so I could go out for my brother's funeral. Um, so that was a really big deal that set sat with my family, and it's something that's kind of affected that side of my family for um what now thirteen forty nine seven years now um but I try to think of like the positives, you know what I mean like he's not hurting anymore like it was it's he he knows that, like, he had family who loved him, you know what I mean, like, he, had, he knows that he had my sisters and my mom and my stepdad and what have you, so I try to think of more of the positives and don't let it negatively affect me as much, but just try to keep his spirit alive, right, so that was all my university career, basically, um, just literally hot mess express, and then uh, here we are at Bachelor's of Education, undergrad, or not undergrad, sorry, um, my second degree honestly, it was a joke. Like, kinesiology is a hard program. It's hard. You have anatomy, you have exercise physiology, all of that stuff. And I get to, to teacher's college or my bachelor's of education, and oh my god, it was a joke. Like, people need to have their undergraduate degree before they can get accepted into their bachelor's of education. And honest to god, I don't know how some of these people got in. Like, just baffles my mind. There was one time where Uh, we were in a phys ed class this is one of my favorite stories to tell we were in a phys ed class and i'm not one to participate really in discussions and stuff but at my table with my group of friends i like to say stuff and so we're in this phys ed class and it's basically like kin for dummies and the teacher's standing at the front of the room and she's like okay so we need to um we need to do more dpa daily physical activity in the class with our students so that would be stuff that increases your heart rate, etc. So what are some cardio respiratory activities that we could do to increase our students heart rate? You could say anything. And sitting at the table of my group of friends, I'm like naming off things and like skipping rope, sprinting, burpees, jumping jacks, like anything that you can easily do in the classroom. And the teacher looks at me, like she kind of glances over at our table and she like gives me like a little smile because she knows and she can like kind of hear me because we're at the front of the room. So one girl raises her hand at the back of the room and the teacher's like, yeah. And she's, this girl's like, squat. I literally looked behind me, looked at my group, looked again, and my friends were like, no, Shelby, don't do anything, don't say anything. And I'm just like, really? And the teacher's like, "Um, not quite. And I was like, muscular endurance, (laughs) muscular strength. She's like, yes, that would be a muscular endurance or muscular strength activity, not a cardiorespiratory activity. And then she was talking about how we need to motivate our students to be physically active. So what motivates you to be physically active? Again, you could have said anything, okay? Losing weight, socializing, um, keeping your dog fit, like anything. This one girl raises her hand. She's like, my cats motivate me to be physically active. And I was like, what the fuck? What? Even the teacher like made a weird look. And then this other girl raised her hand and she's like, shopping makes me more Motivated to be active because I have to walk around to the different stores and carry the bag, so it's just like weights. And I had my pen in my hand, and I looked over and I wanted to throw my pen across the room so bad. (laughs) My friends were like, "Nah, Shelby, like relax." But I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And then we were in a social studies class, and this other girl didn't know what a totem pole was because the teacher was talking about how like inappropriate it is to have your students make totem poles as an art project. Um. And this girl at the table is like, "What is a totem pole?" And we were just like, "Oh my good god!" And then another girl thought that Calgary was the capital of Alberta. For those of you who don't know, Edmonton is the cap- is the capital of Alberta. So that was funny. And then there was one time we were, one other time in teachers college where we were talking about white privilege in the class. And again, I'm not one to participate really. I just like like to sit there and listen and like judge from afar. And so they're talking about white privilege and what it means to be privileged. And this literal like white white city girl raises her hand. And she's like, "Well, I would not consider myself privileged." And the teacher's like, "Okay, go on." And she's like, "Well, I live in this like area and this area is I'm not going to say the name of the neighborhood, but it's known as like a very wealthy area in Toronto. And she's like, so I live here and my Gucci sunglasses got stolen out of my car one evening. So I don't feel safe in that neighborhood anymore. So that's why I'm not privileged. And I like stared at the teacher and the teacher knew me very well. And I looked at her and my jaw dropped and the teacher didn't even know what to say. Like she didn't she couldn't even continue the the discussion with the class because I was just like, and she saw me after, the teacher saw me after, and she got to me, she's like, Shelby, you should have said something. I'm like, I couldn't say anything without being a bitch. And she's like, but you're allowed to, but I'm not allowed to be a bitch as the teacher. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. But like, how can this white girl say that she's not privileged when one, she owns a pair of scoochie glasses Two, she owns a car. Three, she lives in one of the wealthiest areas in Toronto. Like, don't tell me you're not privileged when you literally own all of those things that most people don't have the opportunity to afford. Like, no, just because your glasses got stolen out of your car does not mean you're not privileged. And so just like with all of these events that happen in Teachers College, it just made me think like, God, if these are the people teaching my future kids one day, like I am not sending my kids to school. And that's it's sad, really. Um, but that was the reality of it. And so I was so happy to finish it. Um, they changed it to a two-year program for those of you who don't know, just to kind of like slow down the rate that the rate of teachers like coming out of of the system, so to speak. So it turned into a two-year program, which honestly, like biggest waste of time. They could easily have done it in one year. Um, but I was able to get my job right away, my teaching job right away. So I had a job while I was still in university, actually. Um, I had a two-month gig at one school. I actually had to take a day off to go graduate university. The school board had to get a special letter permission from the Ontario College of Teachers in order for me to teach. And from there, this would have been June 2018, I got, um, I had an interview for the position i had the last three years so i would i went to one town did the interview drove to school worked and i actually ended up getting that job too right away so i had a full-time 1.0 full-time job permanent teaching position literally the day after i graduated university and i know that i'm very fortunate and very lucky in that aspect because i speak french and that has helped me um But I also like to think it's also because of like my hard work and my dedication to to my studies and just hustling hard throughout university and like during the interviews and everything else. And so that is basically what has happened like with school and everything. Now, in between all of that, so this would have been, um, actually, no, I had my full time job. Now that I think about it, so my first year, of my full time job. Um, I actually ended up getting dumped again on Valentine's Day <laughs> by the same guy who dumped me in 2015. So we, him and I, actually ended up getting back together. It lasted about a year and a half, and then he dumped me on Valentine's Day at his parents' house. So that was a cool story. Um, that was that was really tough for me just because like we actually like we broke up, we ended up getting back together, we were living together and whatever. Um, but I was able to get over it and going to school honestly every day and seeing my kids, my students, and um, that really helped distract me during that time and um, like kind of keep me on the right track, right page, so to speak. Um, so that was like the first major major heartbreak I guess just because like we were living together was the first time I was living with a guy um and all of that stuff so that was that had happened also in my second year was it second year second year into third year I think no third year was last year yeah in my second year I dated this other guy who I met on a dating app and that lasted about like eight months but oh my god there was so much like emotional and mental abuse with that relationship like Just the things he would say to me, like, um, oh, there were times where, like, literally he would fight every three weeks just to, like, say sorry again after. It's like he, like, loved the, I don't know what the phrase is, the, um, I don't remember what the phrase is, but, like, he loved having, making fights and then making up for it. And then he would say, say shit like, oh, like, no wonder your dad doesn't talk to you because you're a slut um, no wonder, like, I have to keep, I have to keep other girls at bay when dating somebody like you, and I'm like, what the fuck does this even mean, like, he would go off, and then he actually ended up, um, dumping me, because he was over one night, and my phone was in my room charging, and we were just sitting in the living room, and whatever, and then he's like, where's your phone, and I'm like, in my bedroom charging, and he's like, Why is it in the bedroom i'm like because it's charging and he's like your phone's always out here when um when i'm over and i'm like but but it was dead like i was at work all day and then he's like no you're hiding shit. you're texting other people blah 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 and then he literally got up pet my dog and left and that was it and i was like wow what an asshole like are you so insecure that my phone can't be in a different room while you're here like and then when I went to go get my phone, I was like, here, go through my phone, whatever. He's like, no, you took, to l- took too long to go get it. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what does this even mean? And it was like that literally all the time. And then he was like, no, like, this is over. You're hiding shit, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, whatever, bro. Like, see ya. So that was a epic fail, bumble relationship. It still lasted like eight months, so I don't even know how. Um, and... Then I just really hung out with like my neighbors upstairs a lot, and as you know, like I lived with Michaela. She was in episode two, and it was just it was just a fun time, and I had them there for for support and stuff. So that was that that helped for sure. And then it was my third year, and third year honestly was a little bit rough. If I come to think about it, third year teaching, um, there's just like sometimes there can just be too much drama going on just in general, like everywhere, like at work, in your own life, personal life, and like you just kind of need to step back and like re uh, have like a refresh, reset, so to speak. So that leads to this year where I'm at a new school, I have a new house, I have like just new everything, you know what I mean? Just kind of like reset, reset, fresh start in terms of everything, Um working on, like, the relationships of, with people I do have in my life, whether that be friendships, um, um, males in my life, um, family members, stuff like that, um, and there's been a lot more, obviously, that's gone on in my life the past couple years, just things I don't feel the need to have to share right away, or right now, for that matter, but just so you can kind of, like, get a background, and I put a an Instagram post up today where it's like I got my front porch all nice and fall decorations and what have you and it was like six years ago today I literally was sleeping in the back seat of my Honda Civic and today I have a porch that I can decorate with fall decorations and it, I was just really proud of myself because I did it you know what I mean like through every single hardship that has happened since 2015 let's start from there I've, I don't want to say I've made it because I still don't own a house yet. Damn student loans are holding me back from that. But like I've kind of made it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm 26 turning 27 in a few months. I have a townhouse. I have beautiful doggies. I have my own car. You know what I mean? Like I have a full time career and I'm very, very fortunate, but I know that It's because of the way I worked hard for this stuff. Like it wasn't handed to me. It wasn't, I never was in a situation where family members or anybody was like, oh, here's a car. Oh, here, here, just let me just pay for all of this for you. Like, no. (laughs) Um, Since 2015, like I've done it all on my own and I'm very proud of that. Especially like having to deal with the breakups, having to deal with, not having anywhere to live, not having to deal with um, stupid men, having to deal with with friendships and loss of friendships and um, a career and then like 26 other lives of my students that I worry about every day and going to therapy for the first time since I was probably like eight when I saw a child therapist. Like I feel like I've done all these things to kind of help myself and and get to where I am today that I was really proud. And yeah, I posted it and people might be like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. Why is she, why is she like rubbing in, or, in everybody's faces? And like, if that's what people thought, then okay, whatever. But I was, in that moment, I was proud of myself. And so I posted the picture. And if people don't like it, then literally unfollow me. Like, <laughs> I'm not here to please you. <laughs> I'm here to be proud of myself and proud of like where I've come the last six years some of the things I do still struggle with. Um, but like I said, I'm not that open to sharing those events right now. Um, but everything that I've talked about today, like that's everything that's happened that I've come been able to come to to terms with the last couple of years. Um, and just kind of like work on and, and work through the thoughts behind it all and, and how that's affected not only myself, but my mental health and, um, others around me, so to speak. There's been some events that are very, very recent, and I don't want to say, like, it's still... The ones that, ha- that, are, that are very recent that have happened, um, they still hit a little bit close to home, so that's why I'm, I'm choosing not to share those ones right now, but it, it just kind of gives you an idea of, like, not everyone gets shit handed to them. Not everybody... Is fortunate enough to have like mommy and daddy give them everything that they want. Um, Not everybody is fortunate enough to become an Insta overnight TikTok star influencer, whatever. Like, so people actually like work hard. And I know that that's very uncommon in this day and age and very uncommon with like my generation and the generation after me. Um, But it's possible. And It takes a lot of work and the work that I've been doing it's like it's not over like I still have student loans to pay off I still have like my anxiety to keep intact and or in in control of so like the work's not over but I think it's sometimes I think it's very important to just kind of recognize your successes and where where you have come and how far you have come in however length of time you know what I mean and just just celebrate even the little successes just, or celebrate like how far you've come, have a glass of wine, cheers yourself for once. Instead of cheersing everybody else, cheers yourself and pat yourself on the back and recognize, yeah, like I'm a boss. Yeah, like I did good and I did this for myself and there's nothing wrong with that. You're not being selfish in doing that. You're not putting others down while doing that. Well, at least I hope not. Um, But you're recognizing your worth and you're recognizing what you've been able to do in your life so far. And if that time hasn't come yet, then it's coming. And don't don't let anything falter your thoughts and have you think, oh well, that, that's never gonna happen to me. Oh, I'm never gonna get that. You are. Like everybody's time comes at different at different points in their life. There's still things I want to achieve and I want, um, that my other that my friends have that I don't have. Um, but I know that my time will come for those things and in the meantime I just have to work on being proud of what i have accomplished and that's something that i still struggle with and i still talk about with like with my therapist but it's a lesson i feel like is important for for others to know and others to recognize because yes you might want what's being posted all over social media like people sharing their engagements people showing like doing gender reveals people buying a house i don't have any of that stuff am i jealous yeah am i happy for them of course Do I know that that will be me one day? Yes. Do I get sad that it's not me right now? Of course, absolutely. But like I said, like my time will come. And in the meantime, I got a townhouse. I'm proud of that. I am going into my fourth year of my career at 26 years old. I'm proud of that. You know what I mean? It's different than what I see that others have. But I know that the things that I have and the things that I've been able to accomplish might be different than other people as well. And I still have to be proud of that regardless. And so I want you all to think of one thing every day that you're proud of. By the end of the week, you should have seven things that you are proud of. It could be something as simple as making a coffee and not spilling it on yourself in the morning. It could be filling up your gas tank to literally an even number on the dot. $60, no, no extra cents. It could be something as simple as going to the gym and finishing your workout and dragging your butt out of bed to go to that workout. Any little success that you can find in, a, in your day, try to find one every single day. And I know people say, like, keep a gratitude journal or make a note of it every day. I'm not saying do that because I know that we don't have that much time on our hands, but just take a moment every day to recognize, be like, hey, I did this. I'm thankful for this. Or, hey, this is a good thing in my life, my life, I might think that my life sucks right now, but I have this, and this makes me happy, so yeah, (laughs) that's kind of the story, well, my story, parts of my story, I guess, to sort of say, Um, and just kind of like the lessons I've learned the last couple, six years or so, I know that for many, some of my friends have heard this before, but for some of you if you don't know me that well you have never heard these stories before um but like I said I'm just in a position now where I can speak speak of those of those events and of those things that have happened in the past some things still need to find the light of day <laughs> one day <laughs> when I get through them as well as I've gotten through the events from the past um but that that will come with time as well and a, a lot of therapy <laughs> but that's your goal for this week. Find something that you're thankful for or that you're proud of yourself for. Because you need to take care of you too. And I hope I've inspired you all, even just a little bit, to just put yourself first, take care of you first. And don't be ashamed in that. Don't be don't be embarrassed by being proud of yourself. Of being don't be embarrassed of being proud of yourself. <laughs> um And just give yourself a little bit of grace. So have a great week. And I can't wait to hear what you guys are all thankful for next week.